Everybody at home, thanks for turning on your TV onto this channel at this time. Got a little song called If You Want to Get to Heaven, Gotta Raise a Little Hell. Hey, Color Me Dad is a podcast about anything we think is interesting or funny, including lots of music and pop culture discussion, and of course, dadisms ad-libbed by us, three friends who have cracked each other up for the last 25 years. You're going to love this episode called The Good Old Days. Remember the uh, <laughs> the GNR version of Hair of the Dog on the Spaghetti Incident? No. It starts off, you hear like the drum, the drums start up, and you hear Axel go, "Give me a little bit of volume on this." Because <laughs> <laughs> you know the alternative music is like relaxed and not you know we're just talking. Hey man, we're just talking. They were listening back. He's like, you know what? Just leave that in. That sounds real. That sounds for real, dog. Yeah. yeah. I'm Axel Rose. They have a TikTok, and it's pretty sad. Guns and Roses? Yeah. What are they TikToking about? I mean, How they're old? It's just mostly like live footage of their shows, and Slash looks exactly the same as he did. Dude. But they, Axel looks like... Dude, he's still killing it. He's mammal. killing it. You talking about Slash? All of them. Oh. They are, they are great. Did you see him? Yes. Wow. It is great. I'm going to say the same thing about Def Leppard. I saw them in 2016. Oh, I, I, it was not I even real. I do not doubt that. I've never, I never got to see them. I do not doubt that. I will say 100% legit, no lie, on God. Remember that? <laughs> on I, God. You, give it to me. Give it to me straight. They played Estranged, mm. and I totally cried. <laughs> I mean, like, I wasn't weeping, but I did tear up. I have a, My I have dad a, cries when Guns N' Roses <laughs> plays. I have a weird... Um, Emotional, <laughs> yeah, attachment to that song. Okay, like it's uh, loosen that, drop it down, and then tighten it, and I think you'll be perfect. Don't raise it. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to raise it. Here, here. Uh, I've been saying that to Audrey when I pick her up. <laughs> Let's, Let's raise it. it. <laughs> Let's raise it. Look at this kid. Let's raise it. That's a fizzy. That's it. a fizzy drink. You got I, You know what? I'm not fancy enough for this, but it's like one of those things as you get older. I don't... Is it like sparkling water? It is, yes. There's no sugar. It's just carbonated water. So do you drink like LaCroix or LaCroix or La whatever Crocs, it's called? LaCroix. Spindrift or any of that kind I of stuff? I have never had that. We've, so I, we've talked about this. I worked at a place that had this in the fridge, cold. Mm -hmm. And so every now and then you're like, man, I'm just thirsty. And it grows on you to the point where now I don't work there and I'm... Buying it, buying this crap. My wife loves that kind of stuff, and she tried to turn me on to it. And to me, it is—it's an acquired taste. It for makes, sure, it makes me angry because it has the <laughs> beginnings of a soda with none of the good parts of the sugar or the sweet taste. Episode, what is this? Eleven, maybe twelve. We're not sure. We, we'll have to count back, but it's in there. It's going to be in there. Who cares? And um, <laughs> the episode entitled "Who Cares?" At this point. If you've if you've hung with us, I've washed my hands of it. <laughs> Gives a rip. What uh, are you guys doing? How you guys been? We haven't seen each other for a couple. It's been a long time, yeah, since we've had an ep an episode. Is there anything new and exciting? There, I've been listening to this podcast that's going to launch today. It's called Life's a Beach. Oh, I've been listening to you tell about your car story, and it's again fun. A, a car story. Yeah, right. It's like a brand yeah. new to me now because I was ed editing it. Life is a beach. It and can it, be. It can be. If you if you can get there. 
that episode also uh, is the beginning of Baby Andy. Yeah, when she right. was here. So how how is Baby Andy? She turned three months old yesterday. Wow, Aww. unbelievable! And she she working with you handling her. I'm surprised she I, made it. That makes two of us. <laughs> Actually, about four of us: your wife, your mom. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's CPS. like, "How have you not killed my her mom?" <laughs> CPS. <laughs> Actually, you know. Surprisingly enough, like she, uh, she likes me a lot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she don't know. She don't know better. Just Kids sh- don't know better. I'm just as shocked as you are. <laughs> yeah, I was really shocked. I thought, you know, she, that she would. I mean, she, obviously, she has a bond with Tara, but I, I was surprised at how quickly the bond between her and I formed. Well, kids like cartoons. They do. We have the same faces. <laughs> and he play, you play my cartoons. Play my cartoons. <laughs> Speaking of a first show that she loves, this is hilarious to us. Um, so we're trying. She just probably within the past ten days discovered that we have a television. I don't know if her eyesight we'll finally say, got to the we'll point. Say goodbye to it. Well, she, she likes this show on Netflix called Chip and Potato, which is a cartoon. <laughs> But that's not the funny part. The, the show that she loves the most is Guy's Grocery Games. Do you know which show I'm talking no, about? I'm no, I'm sorry. I don't have Netflix anymore. This is not Netflix. This is on the Food it. Network. Oh, they're <laughs> running around picking up shopping stuff? It's a the- Guy Fieri show where there's like four contestants. They run around and buy, get stuff out of the grocery store, and then they have a cooking competition. I don't know how so, they... Oh, so it's like a modern version of Supermarket Sweep. Kinda, um, but with that? cooking. You know how they used to the game yeah. show where they okay, so they're they're going to find ingredients and then they cook something. Yeah, and there's several rounds. I don't wow. know how. I think maybe it was just on and she was there and she kind of discovered that she liked it. But you're gonna be you're gonna be giving her the bottle. <laughs> you're gonna be giving her the bottle soon, and she's gonna be like, it's "Time to go to flavor time." <laughs> the past two days, we we have this little bouncer. We set her in front of we set her in it, pointed towards the TV, put that on. <laughs> She's happy. She Let me watches tell you, it for hours. That's amazing. I'm going to stand up. For that's it. like in the cartoons when the egg cracks and the duck looks at the cat and like, Mama. <laughs> Your kid's going to be like, Guy Fieri, my I'm dad. Gonna stand up. I'm going to stand up for uh, Guy Fieri. Is that how you pronounce his last name? I don't want to sound know. like a moron. I think it's Fieri. But you will sound like a moron no matter how you say it. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I will say this. That dude is one of those guys that for whatever reason. Gets a ton of hate. He's, he's, he's in Nickelback. Whoever you talk to, <laughs> they hate him. I absolutely love Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Oh, me too. I enjoy watching that dude. If you actually look up a bunch of stuff, I've actually even seen articles online where they're like, everyone hates this guy. This is He gave this much to charity this year. It's like he's one of those guys that he's just universally hated. I don't get it. Yeah. He's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like he's incompetent or anything like that. He's a good host. I mean, yeah, he's, brought, he's a television. I assume he can cook. I'm not really a restaurant. Uh, he's a television personality. Yeah. I mean... I think it's people like, hate the fact that he is an individual. You know what I mean? Uh, when somebody has the courage to be who they are, whether it's... I just don't understand the, the, the cut or the difference. Like, I, I hate Guy Fieri. I like Duck Dynasty. <laughs> I mean, not that that's still a thing, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's, you know... Like, why that? There's, there's, that's why I there's, only like pickers. That's why Don't give me nothing but... That's why there's Garage different sets. television shows. Like that's why there's nine thousand shows of dudes cooking because you might not like this one. I think oh. people, <laughs> I think people got a little sick of him. Like there in the beginning when he first became a thing, there was a lot of him. Oversaturation. Yeah, Metallica. <laughs> there's a lot of Metallica. <laughs> hey, everybody like knows Metallica now who didn't know who they were because they were on Stranger Things. I love that. That's one of those things that I didn't know that people didn't know that Metallica was a thing. <laughs> Did you just say? <laughs> did you just say Metallica? Yeah, Metallica. Metallica. I just thought about. The I'm most, going to McDonald's to get me a about Mc- the most awesome burger. Like <laughs> the Metallica. Yeah, they did like the Travis Scott combo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have the the Metallica burger. Like, <laughs> but the, the McDonald's just, logo just, is the the Metallica M yeah. that everybody draws. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just meat, cheese, and a piece of metal. <laughs> <laughs> Harvester of chicken nuggets. Uh, Harvester of uh, apple pies. Master of Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Master of Nuggets and a sweet tea. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a that. good one. Have you, I mean, this is old news, but have you ever sat down and watched some kind of monster? 
Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's where they cry and they get Dude. all. Dude. Yeah. It is. I've watched that it a bunch of times. Right under National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> it is. I have a friend. I have a friend of mine, Bryce. Uh, if you ever listen to the show, Bryce, I love you and I miss you. He used to come to my house. I mean, when I first came back, this happened two to three times a week. We worked together. And every day we would get off early, like have an early day, it'd be like, let's go back to your place, have some drinks, and watch some kind of monster. <laughs> and we never got, I was just as excited about it. Every, every time. time. It's so good. It's like uh, the Dancing Outlaw, the original. Now, that being said, though, I've never been a Metallica fan. What? Because I have what? also brought this up to people that actually are really big Metallica fans. Like everybody? And they don't that like, have been don't like, like a, Well, no, I mean like... The it's really, offensive. Really, yeah. yeah. And it's offensive like, to them. Yeah. It kind of is to me. I well, mean, I'm, I'm a Metallica fan, um, but I gave them appropriate righteous grief for that thing because it's like, I don't know. You, and, and the whole meme of him standing there uh, outside of Versace's or whatever with the... With the big bags and stuff. He's in the shorts. Bargains. Yeah. No, they're like expensive clothing. No, right. But there's a a classic meme with that where he's sitting there holding the bags and they're like, Bargains. Bargains are all that I see. (laughs) Absolute savings. Get get in my bag. (laughs) The Metallica that exists now is not Metallica to me. Like, I have this disconnect in my mind about, you know, pre-Black Album. And I know some hardcore fans would be pre-Justice for All. But anything well, no, So you don't consider the Black Album to be Metallica? No, that's the end point. That's oh, okay. the end point of good Metallica. Okay. And even that's questionable. But mm. everything after that is they have lost their minds. They cut their hair. They, well, I didn't really have so much of a problem with that, but they just put out garbage. I mean, it's like they... You, you realize it's connected to sobriety. Like, that's the sad <laughs> part of it. No, it really is. If you watch that thing and listen... Like, they got sober, they got it together because it was falling apart. But back when they were incredible and the world was like, we can't believe this exists. Like, there's a story in that book I read. I think I've mentioned it on the show before called Hair Metal. No, it's, it's all about hair metal. And it was something about um, in San Francisco, like, somebody driving. And literally, they had heard of Metallica. They had seen them. And, and across the street is a bunch of people crossing in front of them in the car. And James Hetfield bangs on the hood of their car screaming. Because he's just out of his mind, probably drinking, you know. Yeah. And so, in their heyday, they were messed up. That's well, true, were, but a lot of people referred to him as alcoholic. Right. I, I think that there is something else going on there, which is, I think, if you've been... <laughs> Women. <laughs> no, you guys are missing... James, you've got to settle down, No, buddy. it's so unfair. It's so unfair. And trust me, I'm not taking up for Metallica. I couldn't care less. Well, give it to but us. But we what do is this it? all the time. You're like, oh, did... The band that you used to like, did they start writing different songs when they were 40 <laughs> instead of 20? No, it's Because, not. you know, when you're 20, it's, it's okay to think about murder and stuff and it's, killing. It's not that at when all. When you're 40 it, and rich, you don't really think about that. It's the fact that they tried to write the same songs and they were bad. It, they, oh, you mean like they, they, were, ran, they tried to push the envelope. They had a limited amount of ability and, and I don't know what to call it, but like... Booze. Booze. <laughs> Kill Em All to, to the Black Album was their catalog of the peak of how good they were. Yep. They ran out of magic after that. They're and, beating and, the dead yeah, horse. They should have just been like, look at this catalog that we had from <laughs> 1982 or whenever. So you're saying they should have just stopped instead of step, kept going. Yes. Go tour on all your songs. Nobody gives a crap and about Reloaded or 20 years, Whiskey in the Jarro. Right. 20 That's, years after they lost it, they're on stage. At, I don't even remember what it was, American Music Awards or something. And there's a mosh pit on stage. Did you see that? Mm-mm. They had a big flaming thing, big fire. And then they had like, you know, a bunch of people in a little barricade. And you're like, ready, three, two, one, mosh. Yeah. And there are a bunch of actors moshing <laughs> on stage. And it, it guys, it's the, that's the, candy corn. The best example is St. Anger. They tried to be like, let's recapture what it sounds like to make an album in a garage. And it sounded like just garbage. Yeah. God, made, it was awful. Made for a hell of a movie, though. <laughs> it was just terrible. But that's still, it's, again, it's still unfair because those guys are banned. And those guys, you're, you're welcome to like it, buy it, or don't. And millions on top of millions kept buying it. Yeah. I actually have heard people that I actually respect 
that their favorite some of the, their favorite stuff they did was later. That I'm not saying I agree with that They're whatsoever. Wrong. But sure. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you can't be like. I personally don't like this anymore. Show stop. Like they're not going to stop. It's, they're they're millionaires. They're they're supporting their families and they they enjoy what they're doing. Yeah, because they lost so much from Napster. Um, <laughs> I I love the memes. I sent you guys one the other day where it was like uh, some kid sings Metallica on TikTok or something, and uh, it's his heartwarming. Lars Ulrich sends him a message. <laughs> yeah. you, you owe me royalties. <laughs> no, they totally deserve. I'm that. just saying you can't you can't be like these people aren't going to like. I'm you know, a, he comes home and his wife's like, what's wrong, James? Some guy wrote on the internet that he doesn't like us now. We, we can't do it anymore. We, we got to stop. I'm embarrassed for them. Yeah. It's, it's, speaking they're, of they're unfair. Doing, they're, doing, they're doing just fine. Speaking <laughs> of unfair criticism. Terrible. Speaking of unfair criticism. That's the mail call. <laughs> the mail. <laughs> speaking of defending people with unfair criticism, we have one mail message this week. Oh, um, we have. <clears throat> we're getting we're, somebody coming after us. Well, we intentionally kept this from Andy oh. because <laughs> great. I had to log in <laughs> to the mailbox and get it and save it and forward it and then delete it and then delete it from deleted items and then delete it from sent items. I don't even know how to check it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Um, That'll save you some trouble next time. You told me once, but I didn't pay attention. <laughs> it's in that little that thing I shared. Um, <clears throat> so this note is from Phil. We'll just say Phil. We'll leave off the specifics. But Phil says, "Hi, been listening to y'all's podcast, and I like most of it so far." I'm going to read it like Phil because he says y'all's l y a l s. Not LL, but LS. Been listening to y'all's podcast and like most of it so far. Have been mostly enjoyable experience. You guys have some funny stories and some good chemistry. Boy, Aww. he has really, he's caught, he's caught it. <laughs> Couple of recommendations I have though. First, it, <laughs> first it gets a little old listening to you guys talk about old punk bands that you all like constantly. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Phil. You are wrong. Yeah, number one, too bad. <laughs> we haven't talked about the Ramones misfits much at all, so get ready for that, Phil. Like, we get it. Y'all are old, retired musicians. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, Phil. I'm, I'm active, okay? I had to play music this morning. I had to cover, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's a Sunday. We're God's favorite dad-flavored podcast, by the way, releasing on Sundays. Um... Another thing I'm a little tired of is, I guess, Andy. Dude seems to be pretty okay, I guess, but it seems like y'all really do point out how lazy this dude is. (laughs) (laughs) We do that, Phil. Like, he can't find the time to go to the town Walmart and buy some new shorts (laughs) or even (laughs) mow his yard regularly. Uh, You zeroed in on it, Phil. You got us. Just saying, sounds like a lazy teenager. <laughs> a lazy teenager to me, even though from the sound of it, he's probably 50 years old. <laughs> you can see why we kept this from you. This is great. Looking forward to the next episode, but maybe give Andy a week off to get his yard straightened out and buy some clothes. My <laughs> best, Phil. Phil, we love you, man. Thank you for that. And he is lazy. And when he's 50, he'll still be Thank late. Thank for that digital bag tag. Yeah. <laughs> I love this Ask Andy thing. Listen, if you're listening, send us a note. It can be whatever you want it to I'll be. Let you, I'll let you, uh, you. Do you have a response to that? Actually, I, I cut my grass Friday, and I almost passed out. I mean, it was so hot. I hadn't done it in like three weeks. I was putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. My, my yard was so high. And... His lawn's higher than me. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. It, His yard high as a giraffe's ass. It, it really, it was a mess. But I'll be honest, like, I'm getting to the point where I kind of enjoy it now. It's, it's a good way to burn off some excess, I guess, nervous energy. It's, cool. it's, it's nice. Like, I got my grass looking like the little grass blocks from Mario Brothers. You know it comes back, right? 
Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. And you know, despite what your instincts say, cut it as short as possible. You really don't want to do that. You want to keep that blade high, Hank Hill. I don't. I totally know it. Down. Because then it dies. It doesn't matter it how I do it. It within three days, it looks like I haven't touched it. Mm. I don't know what it is about the gas, grass and guy and dot, but it is just. <laughs> constant a lot of guys go to kind for, for the grass, grass. Yeah. <laughs> you can check out our documentary on netflix <laughs> this is guy and dot it it's takes called, called heroin and dirty it's about three and a half minutes guy and dot's actually no, there's not a that legit, bad i mean that's a legit there's a heroin documentary but it's not about guy and dot no, no. <laughs> no, no i mean i'm sure i'm sure it's featured is that where they follow the fire crews around yeah. overdoses yeah oh yeah, um, yeah i've seen that but i do want to say in response to that email. Yeah. I have personally, I will agree to an extent that, and I've said to you, I do agree to some extent we over speak about the obscure bands and music and stuff like that, that I'm, as we're doing it, I'm like, no one listening to this has any idea of what we're talking about. And I get that, that it would be get, would get boring. And I recognize that. There's a million other podcasts if you don't like it. Fine. Sure. <laughs> however, how however, at Plain Devil's Advocate, mm-hmm. we have to do that because young people's music today is so damn awful that Except if, we, if we don't tell you about it, then you'll just keep listening to that same garbage that you are except white reaper they're new and they're great and so we could talk about white reaper <clears throat> that makes phil happy but uh, wonderful new band and if you like white reaper you like some of the old stuff we we talk sure about there's the machine gun kelly podcast and I'm also sure. you know these are things called jokes we'll be telling you <laughs> <right here. laughs> Like, yeah, them bands y'all talk about are jokes. <laughs> I don't think that we're going to convince people one way or the other in terms of, like, I don't think there's a bunch of young people listening to our podcast that are like, maybe I'll check out Superdrive. Not with that. <laughs> not with well, that, they should. Not with that kind of attitude. You know that um, I work with a guy who tells me about his kid, mm-hmm. um, and he, the kid is so into Nirvana. You know, this is like a 12, 13-year-old kid. And so I don't. I don't discount at all that people would be into music that came out in 94, 95, 96. But they have to feel like they discovered it. It, or Well, I mean, they have to feel that way. It's not that way. Somebody turned them on to it, whether it's you know pop culture. Or... I read on Twitter where this guy was talking about how his kid discovered the cure <laughs> and then tried to come to him and was like, I found this new band. Oh, and he was like, oh, now? really? Did you now? <laughs> 1979, Boys Don't Cry. My I, wife was born. I saw a... Uh, I ran into an old uh, friend um, yesterday, yesterday or the day before. Yesterday, I think. Uh, Dane, hey Dane, if you're listening. Dane. Uh, and Dane was there with his with uh, one of his kids, and the kids, I think, 15 around mm-hmm. that age. And the kid looked so cool <laughs> and like so indie rock. And I got oh. so Dane has brought him up properly. I got so jealous. <laughs> what, what, what's that kid into? Uh, he was wearing a shirt that said, um, I'm going to forget that. I've heard of this band for years now. And uh, something like Jehu. It's like Drive Like Jehu. Like, no it's idea. It's an indie band that's been around for a minute. But I, okay. I that's how old I am. I'm still, I, don't, I don't even remember. You're like, name. Jimmy Eat What? It's yeah. something around that. But anyway, I just saw him and I was like, I could tell that him and Dane had the type of relationship. as father and son where they could sit around and. They go to Talk shows about, together. They go to record stores together and whatever. And he I plays was, guitar. And I love my son, my teenager, more than anything in this world. But it is the absolute opposite of that. Going on with it. It's like, Guys, you heard of New Kids on the Block? This song, Please Don't Go, Girl. <laughs> what about New Kids on the Block? Why Josh, why? Uh, you're saying it's the opposite with your teenager. So I was saying... New Kids on the Block is the opposite. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, why did you just bring up New Kids on the Block? Um, what does he listen to? Or does he listen to music? It's He uh, he does, and it's a mix now of the modern disposable pop and rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. It's, um, it is, I mean, and um, that, and now the new country. But oh my god! So it's also, and here's the thing: too. he plays this stuff out loud in his like a speaker or in his ears. It's in his room. Um, god. And 
I mean, he does. And it's not. Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. I like Katy Perry. That's a lie. But and he's he has these new friends now, and he is becoming very country, a very good old boy. You live in Kentucky. <laughs> Let me explain this to you. Let me explain this to you because here's what I know what people are thinking. I had this conversation with my wife like yesterday. People that know me, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, and, and I've even had uh, like someone bring this up to me. People that know me automatically think, and you people listening to this are going to think, oh, Josh has a problem with that because he's, he's doing the redneck thing. Josh hates rednecks, blah, 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 blah. First of all, my entire family, all rednecks. <laughs> me too. I love them mm-hmm. more than anything. When I was gone, and this is no lie. When I was gone, um, not living here, I used to actually sometimes watch things like Duck Dynasty and stuff on TV because I missed my family. <laughs> you lived in Georgia. How did you not? How did you not have Atlanta and Georgia? <clears throat> two totally different places. I got you. Okay. I saw no no country where I was at. Okay. Um. So people automatically think that like I'm mad or whatever. I'm like. My kid ain't going to... It's not that at all. What it is, is I know my son very well. I know how he is. I know the things that he really likes and where he's at and where his headspace is. He's not that way. (laughs) These new friends that he has are that way. And that's fine. It's not an issue where I don't want my son to be like this because I don't like it. I don't want my son to be someone that he's not. So if your son truly was a redneck, you got it. Absolutely. Or anything. It's just, I don't want my son. And this is such an important, he's 14 now. And this is such exactly. And he was in it, but it's not even about like being a poser as like a, that's, you know, stupid. It's about like, dude, right now you are totally coming into your own identity and finding yourself. So this is, you know, I just don't, I don't want him to dress and act a certain way or put on this pose for people and not be himself and be like, he's, he's very much a people pleaser. It's, I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, and that's what I'm getting at. Like I want to go through is what I wanted to talk about today was like, this is nothing about him or me coming down on him. I'm saying, man, you get frustrated. Sure. But man, being a parent and having a teenager it's so crazy sometimes, man, because when you really, it, I was just really setting back and really analyzing and thinking a lot about what a teenager is and being a teenager and what it was like when I was a teenager. It's, it's really weird, really weird, strange time. And like the concept, like the way you, you think, the way you are, what's important to you. And as an adult. Acceptance. Exactly. And as an adult, man, it's so easy for me to set back and. And wag my finger at him and be like, this is dumb, but he can't not do that. But I, you know, it, you it, want him to learn and you're trying to teach him and trying to help him as much as you can. And again, like we talked about on previous episodes, uh, kids versus adults, never going to die. No matter what I tell him or what logic there is there, I'm not going to know anything yeah. in his mind. It takes courage to be yourself. And that's sure. hard to do when you're 14. Sure. Especially when and like you we were talking to too, man, he lives on that Xbox, and you know how toxic that place yeah, is. Yeah, right. It, I couldn't imagine being a teenager <clears throat> growing up with social media. There, <sighs> yeah, that's an interesting thing for us to look back. I mean, we had a telephone. You know, that was it. Things spread word of mouth, like if and the mall. You know, we'd go to the mall and hang out, or go downtown and hang out. There, there could the potential for what it can do to a child is. I couldn't imagine having to constantly look on Instagram or Facebook or whatever thing that they mostly use and seeing a constant barrage of things that made me feel bad about myself. But, and it's, it's negativity in the comments too, because it, there's a disconnection you feel like, I mean, it, it hurts as bad. You would never say these things to somebody. No, you can dehumanize somebody. Right. We've seen numerous times. We've seen these same quote unquote friends of his people that he hangs out with on a, on a weekly basis, like his friends, like, you know, cause we, you know, we're parents, man. We monitor his stuff. We look at his stuff sometimes online. Like we got that stuff to where, you know, we can see what's going on. Cause I mean, it is a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And these same kids will just straight up just be just <laughs> so hateful and mean to him and just say just terrible things to him. And then the next day it's like, can you take me over to his house? <laughs> well, and, and, you know, another thing with texting, just just texting your your wife, your mom, whatever, you know, imagine like saying something is so different than putting in text. Like, I hope you're happy. Yeah. Or I hope you're happy. Yes. The same oh, words, right? Me, me and the wife have totally had misunderstood. Like, oh, the, God, the, me the too. fact where I'm like, you can't under you can't hear my voice. That I didn't say it like that. I understand. <laughs> oh, it's I understand not, that it looks exactly like that. It's not what you said. It's how you texted. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, we have that issue even in person because apparently my tone sucks. Um, you're a new husband, aren't you, Andy? <laughs> uh, I will tell you. Oh, this week was 20 years. For yeah, me. congratulations. Uh, I never, I never talk about things like this, so we're going to talk about it today. How's 20 it, years. How's it feel? It, it is really odd. I mean, you know, there's a part of me that thought, "Gosh, not me," but. It was uh, probably doesn't feel like twenty years. No, in a way it doesn't, but then in a way it you know it does. I mean, I remember being really young, and meeting my wife and stuff. We've been together twenty five years. I remember you meeting your wife. Yeah. I do too. I remember walking with coffee uh, at Marshall between classes, and uh, coffee sitting there talking to me, and then I saw her and she's coming down the way, and I just broke off. <laughs> Bye, coffee. <laughs> Tell coffee later. Sorry, man. Sorry for walking off in the middle of conversation, but I did that when she was at our baby shower. I was telling her what it was like being around you when you met her. Interesting. Uh, Here, let me hear that. Just, just that when, once you met her, like I had seen you be happy in a way that I had not experienced with you before and how excited I knew you were when you would have interactions with her or, or just to get to spend a little time with her. I remember the feeling and these kinds of things like 10 years, 15 years, 20 years makes you think about that stuff. And I remember the feeling it's like you worry, you know, we're talking about t- being a teenager today. My teenage years were spent, man, am I ever going to find somebody, you yeah. know, uh, that gives a, gives a care about me, you know, and, and to find that at 20 years old, it was like a new world because it, it, it felt like something solved. Were you 20 when you guys got together? Yep. Yep. It's the I mean, end of my 20, it was my know, 21st birthday that, that's that crazy to we me had a roller skating party. I re- I've known you so long that and I totally don't mean offense by this I know what he's getting ready to say (laughs) when you were 20 I looked and thought of you as a 40 year old man (laughs) like I know exactly what you're saying like (laughs) when we when I was 21 my wife and I visited a church for a little while and we talked to the pastor once and he said so what are you 29 30 (laughs) I was 21 it's been that way. And then where we used to work with Andy and I used to work together. I remember my brother came in. He's five years older than me. And somebody was in the room that we knew. And I said, here's my brother. Who do you think is older? And she looked, definitely you, pointing at me. He's five years older than me. Oh, we were talking earlier. When we were, I don't remember how it came up in conversation, but we were talking about how, you know, <clears throat> people in their twenties are basically still teenagers. Like you really don't have anything at all. No, you have no knowledge until you're at least 30. Wes was fine at probably 12. <laughs> he did not go through that. <laughs> <laughs> I met Wes. How old were you? Wes was like 15. And he's like, I got to get a job with a person. I was 15 when we met. Yeah. I had just cut my hair off and you were 14 and we met in art class. It, I remember he, that. Wes has been the same since I'm, I met him. You'd I'm never heard of the Smiths or Morrissey. I had not. <laughs> I had not heard of any of those things. I was like, can you play hysteria? Can I could te- play hysteria. Can you actually. teach it to me? <laughs> I remember teaching you hysteria. I, I, I remember sitting in your room with that. Uh, <laughs> you had that pedal board that Chris Beatty had. Oh, yeah. We were borrowing it probably. It had that red ES, EX140. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like all of this. <laughs> Little buttons. Awesome. What, was, what was being a... Uh, what was being a teenager like for you that you can remember? Like what was, what were your favorite, what was important to you? And like, what were your, what was important to you? And what were your like favorite things? Like what were you super focused on and what was really, I feel like my teenage years were, were odd. I don't feel like when I talk to other people, I think I feel like they were weird and it it does have a little, did you kind of hang out to keep to yourself a lot? No, I mean, Andy and I were good friends as soon as we met pretty much when I was 15. and all kinds of time together. And, you know, I still, the guys that I played music with, I started playing music with them when I was in seventh grade. I was probably 11 years old when we first, it was 1989 
when we played our first show. And so I had kind of that group of friends. And then I had a group of friends that, because they were a little bit older. So I had a group of friends that, you know, in junior high that I went to school with that I kind of hung with and got into more trouble <laughs> with. And then high school, you, everything. You didn't get into any trouble. I, well, I hate to say it, I, but I, mean, I really bit. did. I really did. I do remember East End of Huntington, me and uh, somebody that Andy knows with me. Um, we were we were throwing stuff at cars, and we ran from the cops. Like I remember the cop being, I can still visualize him being, he was out of the car, and he was like walking real slow, like, come on, boys, come here. And we just bolted. He <laughs> thought we weren't going to bolt. I guess we were way, I guess we even... <laughs> Why don't you tell everyone what dousing is? Oh, no. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Sorry, I, out okay. There now. Okay. So I did. It's a way you get oh. murdered. <laughs> I did. Uh, we were chased by somebody uh, uh, who we had done wrong to in downtown Huntington. And eventually, we were not going to get away. We were in a car. And eventually, I just got out and said, Look, man, I'm sorry. You're and not. He, he put me against. The car grabbed me, and I'm a teenager, and I know, you know, I hadn't been an adult then. I figured he's going to beat the, beat the pulp out of me. Tell, he didn't want to go to jail. tell them what dousing is. Man, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, what? I can't put it on the internet, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Somebody's going to say, Somebody's that gonna... happened to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you think they're going to go after Do you remember you? the time that I... we did it? Remember the dude that was walking into the movies <sighs> with his wife or his date or whatever? I don't remember that. I don't think I was there. But... Yeah. I think I was. We ruined. I think night. I have an alibi. Don't you I think freaking I have an tell people what Dallas no, is. Listen, listen. I'm going to tell you this. Right close to where we are right now, there's a cab. There's a bus station. Yeah. And we were pulling by that bus station. We were stopped at the red light, and I flicked. I don't know what it was. I don't even know. It was like a little teeny tiny, think like a little rubber ball or something. I don't know. I flicked it, and it went into a cab and hit the cabbie in the face. Oh, that would have infuriated. And he <laughs> pulled out and rode us bumper to bumper for miles until he finally gave up. <laughs> After that, I didn't get out and apologize anymore. And I wasn't even trying to be like, I don't know, I was just being silly, just being a teenager. You catch so much abuse if when you're a cab driver. I mean, I, that would have ruined my entire day. I, I have a great story. We, we went across the bridge to Ohio once, and mm-hmm. there were five of us in the car. And I, it would take me a while to figure out exactly who was in the car with us. But we, we, we were coming back across to Huntington, and there's like a little gas station there right by the bridge. And there was this cop standing by his car. Imagine, you know, you've seen Cartman with the big cop hat and the, the glasses that reflect the mountains. I mean, he literally had a two-foot-wide hat on and these big glasses, and he was leaning against his car. It was the same guy that helped me in the Carolinas. He, probably, yeah. And, you know, I am biggest supporter of cops in the world. I, it, it, I was a teenager. We looked over and saw this guy and all started laughing. And he jumped in his car and turned on the lights and just T-boned us right, put his the front of his car right into the side of our because car. Because you were laughing? Because And so he's got the lights on. So That's we, why he became a cop. <laughs> so we pull over. <laughs> like, that guy's funny, dude. <laughs> Listen, we pull over, and he, can, he ha, gets a license and registration first, and he goes, what you boys laughing at? <laughs> Nothing, officer. Uh, he, he told a joke in the back, and we all laughed. And of course, we were looking at him laughing. So <laughs> you are the joke. <laughs> <laughs> that is a kind of um, it's a kind of it's a kind of sadism. Actually. He went home Authority and shot something or <laughs> destroyed something. <laughs> Nobody was, laugh at me again. <laughs> I was with uh, I was with uh, a friend, Andy Hot, in Atlanta. Caught up one night. No, actually, it could have been Andy in the car yeah. with me here in Huntington. We got a call. <laughs> no, we got a call uh, from our friend Brandon that uh, owned and operated a club there, and it was like a random Wednesday or something like that. And he called. And he's like, "What are you guys doing? Nothing. You guys come down here. You can hang out and drink for free all night. There is no one here. I'm bored out of my mind. Come hang out with me. We're like, no problem, Chief. We're on our way. <laughs> so we come to the bar. We hang out. Have I had drinks all night Andy was responsible and didn't drink because he was driving and he was driving home we hung out we listened to music all night and talked we're on the way home uh, Andy was look. he was like does my car feel or sound funny to you and I was like no I don't think so I'm wasted <laughs> and he was like I just feel like it's like shaky blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> get pulled over so guy comes over and he goes uh you know why I pulled you over? And he's like, 
Actually, I don't, sir, um, because I know I wasn't speeding because we were just looking at my dashboard as you pulled me. So I was—I know I wasn't speeding. I felt my car doing something strange. That Andy could infuriate a car. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like uh, no, you were swerving back there. And he was like, oh, well, I apologize if I was. Like I just said, my car seems funny to me. We were looking at my dash. Possibly I was looking at my dash, not looking up, and maybe I was you know, readjusting myself, whatever. Get out of the car. <laughs> He pulls me and Andy. And this is a minivan. For the listeners, Andy has long hair. He is a rock and roll star. Yeah. He's a famous. And you were trashed in this next seat. <laughs> wasted. Were, were you quiet or anything? Like, did you um, the, Well, the here's what I said. He said. Um, Y'all got mozzarella cheese sticks. <laughs> he said, well, before we get out of the car, before we get out of the car, he asked for our IDs. And I give him my ID. And he said, um, he looked at Andy. He's like, you been drinking tonight? And Andy's like, no, sir. I have not had one drink. He goes, how about you? I said, yes, sir. I am highly intoxicated. (laughs) And he goes, so you're admitting right now that you're drunk. I was like, absolutely. But you can also see that I'm in the passenger seat wearing my seatbelt. And you can also see from my ID that I'm above 21 years old. That's when he was get out of the car. So he apparently didn't like that. I know. Don't tell me what I know. He (laughs) took, dude, he took the seats out of that minivan. To search it. Looking for stuff. Wow. We were sitting on the, you know, sitting on the parking lot. One of his, you know, he, he calls for backup. Dude comes out there and helps him. He left that car in pieces. <laughs> you had to put it back together. He, as he leaves, he says, y'all free to go. <laughs> but I know your buddy's high on ecstasy. Uh, talking to. About me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, in their defense, you imagine what they have to deal with. I mean, imagine it, that is he the one car. To, he didn't have to deal with anything right there. We I'm weren't, saying in, we weren't doing like we were doing absolutely. Nothing. I'm saying you're the only one though. He was, in 20 yeah. cars he pulled over that month. You peed him off, and he was right. trying to find something. I had a similar story with a cop in <laughs> Logan. I know. Wait, this wasn't the speed limit's not a suggestion. <laughs> no, this was when they called me the N word. Wow, you and, your pants were down. I made the mistake of wearing baggy pants in Logan County. <laughs> Have you guys not heard this story? I don't I think don't I've heard think this so. story. Even if I have, I want to hear it again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, so I used to date a girl that lived in Logan. Well, she went to school up here, but she was from Logan. And they're, they're cheaper up there. <laughs> <laughs> she went home for the holidays on the big December break that Marshall gets. And so I drove down on Christmas Day and hung out, and I'm coming back. And on the way back... This is, I still have my Geo Metro, and on the way back, it starts to overheat. So I stop at this speedway in Chapmanville and buy antifreeze. And I go to put it in my car, and I spill some of it. And if you ever smelled antifreeze, it smells terrible. Yeah. So I also had a headlight out at the time that I didn't know. So I go to get back on quarter G, and right beside where you pull on to the highway was a Chapmanville cop that pulled me over. So my car is it was always just full of garbage and and how big were the speakers gigantic <laughs> i had two it's the bumping geo yeah i had two was that your what was that your aol screen name bumping no, no that's what jerry christened me as <laughs> i did have two 15 inch speakers in my hatch at the top worth more than the car probably <laughs> and i'm sure he heard it so someone stole the car and left the speakers there. <laughs> they were harder to move. He uh, he pulls me over, and when he gets to the car, he is already like taking kind of an aggressive stance. And his buddy that's in the car comes over to my passenger side, and so he's talking to me, and he's like, "License and registration." So I hand it to him. He's like, "Something like where you been or where you going?" I was like, "Where are you from? <laughs> where are you from, boy?" We hadn't gotten to that point yet, so. Uh, as he is asking me these questions, I'm like, um, I'm from Huntington. I drove down here to see my girlfriend on Christmas Day. I was like, I'm heading back. He's like, he didn't say, have you been drinking? He said, how much have you had to drink? And I was like, none. And he was like, well, I can smell it all over you. And I was like, no. I was like, you smell antifreeze because I just put some in my car and I spilled it. I was like, here's the container. And he's like, boy, he's like, don't you talk back to me. Get out of the car. <laughs> I know a feller's been drinking antifreeze when I see him. I do it all the time. He was convinced. <laughs> that you were drunk. Convinced that I was drunk. Do you have to do the walk? Wait. Just wait. 
So he gets me out of the car, and while he takes me back to his cruiser, his buddy is like tossing my car, looking for anything that they can try to use against me. So he brings me back and puts (laughs) me in front of his cruiser and gives me a breathalyzer. Of course, it comes back completely clean. He made me do it three times. Then he goes to start patting me down. And I had khakis on, and they weren't like nut hugger khakis. I mean, they had a little bit of give to them. This is also 1999, so you know I had baggy khakis on, a big baggy T-shirt. And it was our way. Vans. I mean, <laughs> I know back then fashion had not gotten to that point down there yet. You but, play video games, boy. Well, wait. So he pulls me over. Is that and hairspray I smell. I've got loudspeakers that sound like rap music, and then I also have baggy clothes on. So as he's patting me down, he gets to like my crotch area and grabs my pants. And he's like, pull your effing pants up, boy. He's like, you're dressed like an N-word. Is that how people from Huntington dress like N-words? And I was like, I am going to jail in Logan County on Christmas. I've never been so scared and mad at the same time. Oh, so what year? 1999. So they get done with my car. They can't find anything. There's nothing that they can use to take me to jail because I didn't talk back. I didn't do anything. I just let them do it. I ended up getting a ticket and they let me go and for your headlight for my headlight. And then on top of that, when I told my group, I got a one eight seven over here. It's a picker head wearing some clothes. I don't like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When I get back to Huntington the next day, I call, and tell my girlfriend what happened. And somehow they knew somebody that worked at the corner. I was going to say, she knows him. They already heard, heard of the story. You talking about JD pulled you over? <laughs> well, That's my cousin Turley's best friend. I love it. Just wait. I love it. So they were like, don't pay the ticket. We'll get it taken care of. And so I didn't. Six months later, <laughs> I, get a, I get a letter from the DMV. <laughs> They suspended my license because I didn't pay the ticket. It was this huge ordeal. And then, then on top of it, five years, five, six years later, I'm watching the news in my house. And the same guy that pulled me over (laughs) is on the news because he had been just beating the brakes (laughs) off of people when he pulled them over. Man. So I emailed WSAZ and I was like, this happened to me. I got, <laughs> I got a story for I you. Yeah. And they're like, would you be willing to come on camera and do an interview? I was like, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I will do it on my podcast I when will. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Listen in 2022. No, absolutely not. By the way, this is going to be the only episode we're selling. So it's going to be 99 cents. It, I wish to I wish to God you would have done it though. It had the blurred face with our hip over and Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm the not. next scene would have been him in the background. You can see him. Points you see a blurred the- head and a dirty Batman shirt. <laughs> I remember the day like it was yesterday. Point on the doll where he touched you. <laughs> Show me where he touched you. I never wore those pants again. Or made it a girl from Logan County. <laughs> Why do you always have so much trouble with your pants? <laughs> I mean, who thinks they're going to be in Logan County on Christmas getting accosted? Would you just get a pair of jeans and end it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a story for you. Oh. I don't I think I have any more pants. <laughs> I don't think I have any more pants stories. Oh man, no, that, that's never going to end. <clears throat> that's uh, those are good old days. Your shirt, Andy, really fitting today because what we're talking about is what it was like. And you asked me what it was like. For me, it was weird because I think it was because I was so. I guess straight laced, like I was, you know, I wasn't into much and worked full time. You obviously mentioned since you were already playing music at the time mm-hmm. that, um, um, so you, obviously you were way into music at a young age, like mm-hmm. like both of us. Uh, what was what do you remember hearing that like really really got you that you were like what was the first thing that like got you like you super related to. Man, that like got you, or have you ever been like that? Pearl, like, Jam, do you, Pearl, Pearl Jam ten. Do yeah. You, do you connect mm-hmm. to music like, like kind of like 
autobiographical kind of like type yes. of way yes. or do yes. you just kind of yeah and he, he hit it? the nail on it on the head i mean there was an era of my life when i was figuring everything out like as a you know seventh eighth grade and i liked you know you could probably say i liked whatever i would definitely say i was like your boy in that what was going on i was kind of sure. going with i mean and <clears throat> and even at that time i remember getting this feeling because i i liked certain things like um def leopard i liked um in excess and i felt like you could just don't say it you know what I mean? <laughs> nobody can know this yeah you're hanging around with your friends like don't say like isn't new sensation a great song because they look at you like what we're listening to docking over here <laughs> real and quick what is I, real quick i want you to keep going with that but do you remember i remember having a conversation with you once and you pinpointing like you were like i remember the day that when kind of what happened where me and you started playing music together, which was, I was with a group of my punk rock friends yeah. and I mentioned, we, this was at Pied Piper, the music store at the Huntington mall. And we were all, I was there with my friends. We ran into you and I mentioned that I really liked the new Savage Garden song. <laughs> and all those guys <laughs> turned on me like yeah. hyenas, dude. Yeah. And I remember you telling me, you were like, that's when I knew that you were kind of more than like a punk rock kid, yep. that you liked pop music. I do remember that. I don't, I wouldn't have been able to pull Savage Garden out of the yeah. air. It was the, but... uh, it was the, uh, Ooh, I want you, I don't know if I need you. Now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as early go back all the way seventh eighth ninth grade i liked stuff that you know in your clique you you were not supposed to like and i remember even free falling i remember <laughs> slayer sure is good huh, yeah. guys <laughs> yeah it, it was like that it was like you know you have to know this and 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 think a certain way or you're kind of like a nerd and i remember liking things like um in excess and what did i just say i just said something like I don't free know, falling free falling yeah tom petty i remember liking free falling I'm like well i can't say that because everybody will make I fun didn't, but of what was the record that did you did you have a record or an artist that was like when you heard it you were like that spoke to you well i mean andy already hit it i mean in the ninth grade when i got a hold of pearl Jam 10 i mean it was Every day I listened to the whole album, every gotcha. single day, at least once. And I had a, you know, a copy in, uh, when I started driving it, a copy in the car, you know, and it, it, it sort of opened a new idea. And, and the I singles, totally, I yeah. totally get that from you because that's such a broken homes. Well, I like, had a, I had a different experience than Wes because when I was seventh, eighth grade, I didn't have any friends. I had one buddy that I hung out with and the album that I had that really, kind of blew my mind before Pearl Jam was I was super into ACDC. And when the Razor's Edge came out and like Thunderstruck, Thunderstruck and Money Talks came out, I completely got into their catalog and they absolutely blew me away. And then I remember in the summer of 92, before I went to the ninth grade, I heard Temple of the Dog before yeah. I heard Pearl Jam. Yep. And I remember thinking this, this is the, this is something that speaks to me. Like I felt an emotional response to it. Was that on the single soundtrack? Yeah. Okay. Um, I went to the mall and bought, no, I heard it on the radio, yeah. Back but I remember going to the mall that summer. I, I was in this program for poor kids where they like, let us work for the school board for the summer. And at the end of it, I got this big paycheck and mm -hmm. my mom let me spend it on what I wanted to. And one of the things I bought was Pearl Jam 10 on cassette. And that that really changed the course of my life as far as the music I listened to. And it was weird because like I had a really sheltered childhood. Like I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. Then around the exact same time, my mom and I moved out of the house that we lived in with my grandmother. We moved to where I lived by East. I met you. Yep. And then I got plugged in to what I consider a normal teenage life. Mm -hmm. I had a girlfriend, I had friends. We started playing music together. You I mean, worked at Taco Bell. Worked at Taco Bell. <laughs> like that that era of my teenage years really set the course for the rest of my life. Do you remember I had a room kind of like this? It was a lot like size, this. And um, I actually didn't have a bed. I remember you had a like a chair, a pull out. I had bed. a couch that I would pull out and sleep on and then put it all away. And I had like my room looked like a living room. I had yeah. a big like tube style console television. 
you had something over <laughs> like in the corner like this air like your door was over here yeah. and then you had something in the corner that your computer eventually was on it was a i had big pa speakers and i had like a pa amp that was my stereo and a cd player and tape deck that that I plugged into like channels on a PA system, which is so weird for a kid to have like a full PA in <laughs> eighth. And, well, I mean, I was in a band. I had, I had the PA. I had the powered head. It was like a rack mount. That's such a West thing that, that he did because I've got a full you know, PA rig. Well, right. Well, like well, you start a band, you're like, well, I need this guitar and an amplifier. West is like, gotta get a mixing board, <laughs> a PA system. You Guys, know? I had two mixing boards. One of them was a biamp with spring reverb that now is worth so much money. I probably threw it in the trash. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I had a little four channel biamp and I had an eight channel. I don't know what it was, but we had lots of PA stuff. We were ready to rock. I didn't even know what PA was when I was 14. It's, it's just funny the, the, the experiences that you have as a teenager that really will shape the rest of your adult years. It's true. You know, I'll often go back to um, Apollo 13. You guys ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. You know when they're trying to get home and they've got like 30 seconds of burn, right? And the burn is, you know, in space, you don't stop. You get a little burn and... He's got that triangle, Tom Hanks does, and he's, he's got his hands on that thing. And when that burn stops, the earth has to be right in the center of that. If it's like this over here, he's going to shoot past the earth, no way home. If it's an inch over this way, they're not going to make it. They don't have another burn to correct. Yeah. And that is the teenage years. That is age 12, 13 to 16, 17 and whatever you're doing, that's in terms of your life, you know, it's 30 seconds, it's a minute, but it does, it directs you to jail, to I good think, things. I think the reason that is, is when you're a teenager, you have this unbelievable heart drive fire and like this, um, this just unextinguishable, just your logical brain hasn't been formed well, no, yet. You're just so, it's a do or like, die. Just, everything is everything. The smallest thing can be like, it, it's, 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 and it's funny, of course, when you grow up and you look back at like the stuff you really cared about, but like, it's like somebody like all the time I'll be like, I'll say something like, I really wish I could play the piano. Somebody's like, well, why don't you learn how to play the piano? And I was like, cause I'm not a teenager anymore. Cause when you're a teenager, <laughs> you, you have-, have that kind of heart that you're like, I want this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to dedicate all my time to this. That's the same reason like how, you know, people make the, the like the funny jokes about how like, you know, like, like teen relationships and stuff like that where they're, you know, this person that they've quote unquote been with for two weeks. It's like, it ends in like, I loved him and it was, it was, I'll never find someone like your, your heart is just so wrapped up. You're just overwhelmed and, with emotion and, and, event, and an event that if it happened today would be a small yeah, thing. It's the sure. world. It, it was two, three days, five days. Somebody said something. It, everything is more accentuated. Everything is more compressed. And so, you know, now we would see somebody and not see him for two weeks, and it's no, no big deal. I'll see you in two weeks. You know how like, many people I committed my life to as a teenager? <laughs> Got that tattoo? Hopefully, on your chest? hopefully. Yeah. No, that was, <laughs> that was that was much older. I, well, like, well, to think about, like, I get, you know, it's just like I was talking about earlier. You, it's so easy just to be a jerk as a parent and get frustrated, and like, like, say, if you hear your kids talk, talk about like how tough high school is, it's like. Pfft, Son, you ain't worked a day. Wait till you got bills. Wait till yeah. you got this. But dude, when th- when you're actually a teenager, there is nothing worse than high school. And it, you know, with your mind, when you're there and you're in it, that's all you know. It's it's also freaking terrifying, it's man. All like you're relative. Going, like you don't know. Like these kids, like you're getting. I mean, whether you're getting picked on or whether you know there's you're having trouble with like a relationship with a girl or something or you're trying. I mean, there's or a Captain Ink pen. <laughs> Absolutely. I was getting ready to make an ink dude. pen joke. I'm saying, man. Well, I mean, it's it's awful. It's an awful place to be. But like, as an adult, you just you know, it's so easy that's what to makes look it, at these kids and be like, Psh, grow up. And like, no, that's they what, can't. That's what makes a good parent is that you remember what that's like, so you can relate to your kids. But I don't in the moment, and that's when I get frustrated with myself. Like, I'm so quick to be like, oh my god, what are you wearing? Go back to your room. Why do you look like this? Give, let me give me 15 minutes so I can berate you and make you feel like a moron. And like I'm like, 
the next day I'm like, why? You're toughening, toughening why? Him up. Why? But no, he's no. I'm just being an asshole. That's yeah. all I'm doing <laughs> because I did the same thing with my dad. My dad, it was you know I, I wanted to be a punk, and my dad was like, no, you're not dyeing your hair. No, you're not wearing that. And why did you want to be that? Because you hung out with people that were also into that. Sure. Right? And yeah. I, to be fair, though, again, going back to what I was talking about earlier with my son, is um, I did feel that, though. Like, I wasn't... My concern with my son, and the reason I brought that up <clears throat> to begin with, is, like I was saying, I do know my son, and I do know where his heart is, and I know how smart he is, and I know the things that... I see it, I fear that for him it comes from a place of acceptance and trying to make friends opposed to like going the route that he really feels like he wants to go. Well, That's think- the difference. When I was there and you know, you guys always tease me about the whole green day thing. Yeah. I understand all that. But when it's all about how my age and when I found that, because when the yeah. album Dookie came out in 94, when I was that age, yeah. those guys were me and my friends. And they're singing about how they can't get the girl and how they're invisible and nobody pays attention what, to them. And what how is that just, to him? What is his version of that? I don't think that stuff really exists anymore. If, if it is, I don't think he's really found that. Or if that stuff's out there, I don't think he's found Like he's We'll just, have to listen to some new country to figure out what it's about. Well, you about. just got to think, too. He just may not be with music like we are, too. Like, that's, you know, not every I can't relate. Around. I can't relate to a, a world where yeah. that. <laughs> there's, I don't really listen to music. How? What do you do? I think Stand in the a, corner? Whatever is important to kids nowadays, I don't think... <clears throat> You know, it, it, it acceptance and, and relevance is probably the what... Kid, he is he is so... They want to be liked. He is so... Think about what makes you important on social media. It's literally called likes. He's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> he's so smart and he can... He's such a good kid and can be so much. And it hurts me and it scares me. You're settling me. for this, cowboy boots and It hurts me music. and it scares and it just hurts me and scares me to be to see <clears> him <throat> to worry that he's being something that he's not when what he is is so awesome. He'll eventually figure that out. Okay, I'm gonna say this because I was not a teenager, but I well, okay, no. I was eighteen, maybe nineteen, but probably eighteen. And I was on the road with my friends playing music. I remember calling my parents from Virginia Beach. It was a big show. There was a lot of people there. And I was, it was one of those times like high on life, you know, because sometimes we would play on the back of a truck and there would be goats next door. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I didn't call my parents on those nights and I didn't feel like it. But I, I remember calling my parents from this place <clears throat> just to check in. And I was telling them how, man, this has just been the great show. There's like 300 people here. It's packed. It's sweaty. It's just so awesome. And my dad was like, oh, that's, that's great. That's great. Um, I wonder how long you're going to do this. <laughs> and I was like, uh, did you not just hear I'm in this forever cra- crappy room with 300 people and it was a great show and I'm probably going to make $50 tonight? Right. Probably forever. <laughs> But my dad was right, and he was worried, and that actually planted a seed. I mean, if he had come down on me like, you need to be home next month, you know, I would have been like, screw you, you know, whatever. But I would have been like, forget this, Uh, you know, keep your advice. But he planted a seed, and I mean, it took a few months and really a year for me to start going, you know what, I really don't need to be doing this when I'm, you know, 30 years old or something. It just it had a, it had an effect on me, so. I remember that. I remember that you telling me that after you came home. I'm like, because I couldn't understand why you would give that up. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, even to get to the level that you guys got, I, that's something I always wanted to ex- just at least experience. It, it amazed me that you could. You're like the equivalent of the athlete that retires at the peak of their ability you know what i mean like how does that how does that happen like you you didn't have any reason to quit really i mean i know that there's more to the story but i'm saying like you could have wrote it out for a few more years but when you're actually doing it it also seems like it's 
not a thing to you at all. Like you don't realize while it's going on that this is actually kind of cool what we're doing. You don't realize the good old days when you're in them. Sure. That's true. It takes 20 years for you to look back and go, man, that was a good old days. I'd like to go back and ride that again, knowing what I know. And you can't the good old days. You can ride the lightning. (laughs) (laughs) Circles back. That's a circling back. The good era of Metallica. Before we leave teenaging to need teenager. Before we leave teenager years, Mm -hmm. I got to talk about phone freaking in the nineties. We didn't even know what it was. You know, there weren't all these documentaries and stuff. And you remember all the stuff we used to do with phones and Mm -hmm. prank phones and crap. And you know, nowadays people don't even think about landlines. They're all cell phones, but and you can you can now get a call and bring somebody in on it, and it's no big deal. But back in in our day, <laughs> in our day, that was a big deal. It cost like four or five dollars a month to have that, and and you could do what's called three way calling. You could call somebody and then hit flash on a on a landline phone. It would go boop 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 and give you another dial tone. You could dial somebody else. <clears throat> and when they first turned it on, I know guys like me caused this change. But we, we would call somebody, and then as soon as it started ringing, hit flash and dial another number and hit flash again. And if you did it fast enough, you could actually hear both calls ringing at the same time. Like, <laughs> ring, 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 ring. And then they would answer. And remember, we would take a speakerphone. Were you ever with me when we did that? Yes. So we would call, like, two girls that knew each other that we knew and call them at the same time. They both would pick up and each think the other called. And we're on mute with a speakerphone. <laughs> Then we'd send, I think Jerry, I think I'd send Jerry to the payphone. Jerry, go call. I may be thinking of somebody else, but. This really took off when you started calling different Chinese restaurants. I did call the Chinese and the Japanese restaurant. (laughs) And I linked them together and they're both trying to figure out, why are you on my phone? (laughs) No, you called me. (laughs) And we were just laughing. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's coming out. Oh, no. <laughs> um, do it again without the impersonation, and I'll let it stay in. Come <laughs> on, man. Come you on. Can't. That was the good old days, and we didn't know. You know, it's funny that, speaking of which, like, last week was the two-year mark of you leaving there. Yeah. Yeah. It's July, July 20th was my first day. It was... Thinking about that made me think about the incredible amount of change that has happened in at least just in my life in two years in those two years and I mean I don't know if that same thing happens to you guys but like there are moments in your life that you can look back on and see the beginning of a different era starting and for me that was starting to work with you from that point until now which has been like four and a half years the amount of change that has happened in my life has been probably more than the previous decade or longer. Probably 20 years, I would say. It's almost like a teenager looking from the from the age 19 back to age 13. You know, yeah. that seems like an eternity. It's really six years, and now we just, we just blink and it's gone. But in those days, like, that is that hot, you know, burning trying to stay trying to find your your way in your direction and and that six years i bet you've had as much change in this six years as you did at, at that stage in your life speaking of that analogy you made like i think as a teenager like i was heading towards the earth and then in my mind well i hit about 20 and then all of a sudden an asteroid just comes out of nowhere and knocks me off course <laughs> and it took me 20 years to get back to where i'm that's going. not an asteroid that's a crack rock so <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of rock. <laughs> I don't interrupt. Yeah, not anymore. I'm... I smoke rocks. I want off the rock. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, drop us a line at askandy at colormedad. That's D-A-D-D dot com. We want to thank the good old boys at the Ozark Mountain Daredevils dot com for the killer bumper tune. Check them out. And check us out on the web at colormedad, that's D-A-D-D dot com.